Tim Talbot dropped his backpack. Oblivious to the chirping of birds and the chitter of squirrels, he hurried directly to a five-foot-tall saw palmetto. He carefully eased back a spiky frond to reveal a bale of hay. He pulled the bale out. His nose itched from hay dust as he worked the heavy bale across a dusty path to a toppled oak near a lagoon. He tipped the bale up and leveraged it onto a fallen tree trunk, then rubbed at his nose with the back of his hand. He was sweating when he finished, the fifty-pound weight hard for him to heft. He worked the bale backward on the trunk, leaving a three-inch ledge exposed. The slender teenager nodded in satisfaction. From his backpack, he retrieved a stack of five white styrofoam cups and a packet of colored chalks. He sat on the dusty ground, his expression intent. Straight brown hair framed a thin, sensitive face. A jagged red scar marred one cheek. On each cup he drew a large, heavy, masculine head topped by tight yellow curls. He used orange for the U-shaped mouth and brushed the cheeks with red. He placed the finished cups a few inches apart on the ledge in front of the bale. He dropped two quarter-ounce drop-shot sinkers into each cup. He whistled tonelessly as he returned to the shrub. He brushed away a covering of leaves and picked up an oblong package, well-wrapped in a black plastic bag. His gait uneven, he walked about twenty paces to a big live oak. He favored his shorter leg as he climbed a rope ladder. As he worked his way up, he propped the package across sturdy branches, moving it in stages. He stopped when he reached a fork and a broad limb about twenty feet above ground. He unwrapped the package, revealing a twenty-two rifle. He handled the gun with the ease of long practice. Tim worked his way out onto the thick branch, holding the rifle carefully. When he was satisfied with his perch, he looked toward the cups, bright in the sunlight against the barrier of hay. He lifted the rifle, aimed, and pressed the trigger. Once, twice, three times, four, five. As the bullets reached their targets, pieces of styrofoam flew into the air, and lead sinkers clanked against each other. He was too absorbed in his task to feel watching eyes. Booth Wagner tilted back in his oversized black leather desk chair, blue eyes merry in his reddish face. Short cropped, wiry blonde curls covered his massive head. His features were blunt, broad forehead, bold nose, square chin. He was a big man with big appetites and big laughter that erupted in whoops of amusement. His lips spread in a huge smile as he listened to the strained voice made hollow by the speakerphone. Now I need to raise money. If I don't, I'm finished. And I've been checking. The value's not there. Hey, good buddy. The throaty rumble of laughter shook the words. I didn't take you to raise. You said you'd looked everything over because there was some question about the origin, but for the money it was a real steal. The voice was harsh. Booth lifted his shoulders, let them fall. You got it in one, Larry. Definitely a steal. His laughter boomed. 
Kind of like the deal you cut with me over the manufacturing plant in Honduras and it turned out the machinery was rusted and the goods were shoddy. Sure, I had the site vetted, but obviously the fix was on. I lost a bundle on that one. I don't like to lose. The voice was still warm and good-humored, but Booth's eyes were cold. Better luck next time. Maybe this will give you more time to write about island history. I'll bet you can sell one of those pieces for, oh, how about twenty bucks? He whooped with mirth. <laughs>